The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, <coughs> alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool. I got the keys ready to come in and you come and music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? <laughs> Lois could never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play a little bit instead. Aquaman's a hero! See what Spider-Man number one looks like. I guarantee you, boys, the road might be shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum Assemble. <clears throat> We're live once again here. It's Thursday. We just woke up from staying up late with you right here on allgames.com and Twitch. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're live here a little later than usual, but we're here. We're here. Um, yeah, we got a good show for you today. Larry will join us in a little bit. Uh, on the line, I got Joe. Hey, what's up? And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Dark and Bloody on this trade paperback thursday it's a vertical book from like three four years ago that i just discovered while in quarantine and uh yeah we got a little bit of news for you uh in the meantime we like to give you the usual spiel about thanking scott rubin and all games community for letting us do this and, and giving us the space and minimum censorship but um but yeah Thank you guys and you, the all games community, for chatting and, and going along with the fun. Uh, if you want to join us, uh, the lady will tell you how right now. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com/slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. But yeah. Um, Joe, thank you for being here. Sorry I'm late. I had a, a little bit of a a bit of an errand to run, and it, it took a little time, and, and I didn't want to rush and cause an accident. So, yeah, apologies for the right. late notice of the of being late. Um, oh, no problem. But uh, I, I know yesterday we we broadcasted. We went for like three hours, but we had crowded. We had a crowded show. We got we had all four of us plus two callers joining in, and and when I woke up this morning. I realized I uh, 
I didn't really get a sense of what you thought of Stargirl, the pilot. I know you had some comments, but I really want to know what you think. Oh, well, like, I just, I didn't really like the character that much at first. But then I rewatched her old Justice League Unlimited episodes, and I realized she's supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, that made me like it more. Okay. And as far as, like, the um, the Luke Wilson guy, like, the casting, you, you enjoyed all that? Um, Luke Wilson's fine. Like, I don't know. It's weird seeing him on TV. I can, I can see but, that. Yeah. But I thought the casting was cool. Like, my only other issue was, like, like, they saved the world, like, in the first six minutes. They don't actually say what the bad guy's plan was. All we know is that they killed the heroes, but the heroes still managed to win, I guess, because they didn't take over the world. Like, that was my only issue. Like, it's a minor thing, but... Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I thought it was okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I know Um, when we do the... uh, When we have a guest or, or we have callers, it gets... Sometimes the... It gets a little crowded. I don't know, for lack of a better word. And, and sometimes we don't get to add to some of the the thoughts we have on on different things we review so i want to make sure you i got i got that uh in chat burr says i'm in a meeting right now uh heck says i'm here but feeling sick uh oz says that heck, been, yeah, throw me. go ahead like i've been feeling sick a lot too but i think it's just allergies yeah, that, but like my throat messed up, and yesterday I had like a huge headache, which isn't normally an allergy symptom. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I think that might be because I was like spent the last two days eating nothing but candy, <laughs> and then I ate real yesterday. That'll do. So it might have been like sugar. You finally crashed. Right. I um. I yesterday, I mean, I haven't really at the beginning of this quarantine, I had a, a some liquor here, but I haven't been drinking as much because of the, the pandemic. I, I'm not going to risk going out there and, and getting booze on the whim. You know, if I get if I can get it while I'm grocery shopping, I'll get it. And if not, not, you know, and uh, right. I, I had a. When I went to check out on on the barber shop, I passed by this liquor store that I used to frequent, and I went to check on the people, and I bought bought little whiskey bottles, little pints, and uh, so I had one yesterday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's weird when your body's not used to something, and then you have it. This quarantine's affecting us in that way across the board, whether it's candy, um, coffee. Like I know Larry gave me a lot of rain, so. I have my caffeine stuff <laughs> from there, but drinking coffee feels different since I, I was even before I got the rain. I was like kind of conserving it because that's a commodity. That's something I, I, I enjoy and, and love and I don't want it to go away, you know, 
I'm trying to limit the right. amount of times I have to run to the store. So I kind of, I, I try to make it so that everything runs out around the same time, you know, but you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but yeah, so I felt like I was sick when I woke up and it was, it's, you know, I'm not used to that, that amount of whiskey <laughs> at one time. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it was kind of a hangover with the allergies. Cause you know, we have been having high winds and high pollen count and those two mixed together. Don't, don't work. Uh, sinus issues and, and whatnot. Um, but what happened was too, is, uh, I know last week you talked about, you like Clay K Slider's music and, uh, right. Well, I discovered that Apple music has like three albums last night. So after the show, I just listened to that. And then before I knew it, uh, and then, you know, I got prime. So I I watched the, what was the guy's name? The comedian? Jimmy Yang or Jimmy. I don't know Mm -hmm. his last name, but he's a, he's an Asian actor. And and he, in Silicon Valley, he plays like Jin Yang, which is a, a, he's like a a coder from, from China that's trying to bootleg their technology. And uh, right, the guy for Hangover, right? No, it's not. It's weird because he says that they mistake him for him a lot, but it, it, I don't see the. the, uh. the but yeah, he, he he's he's like that where he plays like um, he plays like a stereotypical Chinese dude, but then he just speaks perfect English like us. And so when you hear it, it's kind of odd. But he had a <laughs> comedy special, and it's on Prime. It's a Prime exclusive comedy special, and the dude's really mm-hmm. funny. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those things like all of a sudden it's, it's 10, it's 10 to one. <laughs> yeah. But the KK Slider music, Joe, man, they, they had these covers, like they'll do songs. KK Slider will do songs that I don't normally like, like Backstreet Boys shit. And it's like, I love it when he does it. So I think I'm a KK <laughs> Slider fan now. Uh, oh, nice. In chat earlier, before we got on, they were talking about. Uh, Derek H asks, "Can someone please explain to me why Vogue Network was created?" And, and you know, I did a snarky comment. I said maybe because the stream's always down. And then he said, "I'm still upset about Vogue because I feel it reflects badly on my tenure at all games." That's that's behind the scenes drama. But uh, he says FF should have moved to Twitch a long time ago. I <laughs> eh, I don't know. I I like I like all games. I like broadcasting on all games. I like being part of a family, and I like, I like Derek H's tenure on all games. I don't feel, I, in fact, I, I I get mad when Tiger Claw promotes Vogue Network because it started because they didn't like Derek, or I, I assume I I don't know it for concrete, but fuck them. <laughs> yeah, this is all games. Ag, <laughs> like you, if you watch a Miss uh, uh, a Miss H YouTube video. Right when it, like, before she reviews what she does, like, there's this all-game scroll on it. And I'm like, yeah, that's Derek. Derek did that. I like that. And I like the idea of Miss H having a show. I know some people were like, uh, but you know what? She created content for the site more than anybody. So fuck up. If you don't like Miss H or Derek, you can go suck a dick. I love you, Derek. (laughs) Um. Most, if not all, AG shows will end up having to move to Twitch. And, uh, you know, that's a backup for us. I don't see that being 
being a permanent thing, but I, I would like I would like for all games to be the perfect place for everybody to broadcast and and a good place to groom talent and 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 deliver premium content. And I believe in it. Um, but yeah, yeah, he says thank you, Moses. Cool, we got bought ourselves another week. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> nah, uh, again, like technical issues, Matt bugging is, you know, shit happens. I get it, but you know, it's frustrating at times. But but it, you know, we're we're gonna get through it. Twenty twenty can't get any worse. Um, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it yesterday. Did you have you watched Doom Patrol yet, Joe? No, it's unfortunate. Like, it was on sale not too long ago, and I wanted to buy it, but I didn't have money at the time. And now that I have money, it's like back up to normal price. And I was like, I was looking forward to only paying ten dollars for it. I think, uh, I think I'm gonna get a suppressed copy for it because I want you to see it. I think it's a show you'll really you really get a kick out of, even if you don't enjoy like certain aspects of it. I look hearing you talk about um, Doom Patrol is something I've been waiting for because it's it's a quirky team. They're weird. They're they're personality driven, and you definitely have perspectives on those type of stories that. I didn't think about or any of us really um you you add a different dynamic to that type of review for that type of of, of show so I, I yeah I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do that well I will actually have access in like six days when HBO oh, Max yeah. premieres like I'm gonna I'm getting HBO Max oh all right so I'll have I'll have access to all the DC stuff I think, or at least all the past stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that'll give me access to, to Stargirl or not. But, yeah, like, I'll be able to watch, like, the second season of Titans and Swamp Thing and Doom Patrol. Like, I'll be able to catch up on all this stuff because I'll have an app on my PS4 that I can use as opposed to DC Universe. Which does not. Mm, yeah. Uh, Derek H says Crazy Jane was the best part of Doom Patrol, and I, I agree. Like I, I, that the actress I had seen on Orange is the New Black, and she was great in there, but she, it, it, she wasn't the star of that show. She did good things in there, but you know, until you see a, a, a new actress that you just discovered do something else. You're, you kind of don't see the range, you know what I mean? And right. she played like 30 different characters in Doom Patrol. And it, I mean, she showed range within her first appearance. It was great. But he, he also oh, says the plot cool. really got bogged down at the end of the season. So uh, I, I, I maybe, I don't know. I, I enjoyed all of it. So I can't say the plot got bogged down, but maybe on a second watching. Um, but yeah, in the news yesterday, there was uh, there's some set photos, and I put one up. If you scroll up, it'll be it's one of the last things I posted. I didn't get to do that news story, but they're showing um, one of the characters that it's just, it's a 
an addition to a new character that's in the comic that we hadn't seen yet, but they kind of alluded to. So we'll, I'm not going to say who it is. If you've seen the show or read the comic and you look at that picture, you know who it is, but Joe, you don't know who it is probably. So yeah, (laughs) I don't want to spoil it just yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, dark and bloody. Let's see if we can move on. I'll put the review theme. Comic book. Review. Uh, Comic book. Like review. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. Uh, yeah, the dark and bloody. Um, did you get to read it? No, it's weird. I've been having some issues with where I get my review copies from. Uh huh. And it's like, instead of going to the review copy, it goes to something telling me that my phone needs its virus software updated and it won't let me back out of that without closing the window. Yeah, yeah, it's been a little tricky. Um, I've experienced similar things, not that bad, but it's definitely, um, it's been harder. (laughs) And maybe I don't know if they're getting too much traffic or something, but uh, yeah, it's a, a horror comic from from Vertigo, one of the newer Vertigo books from 2016. And uh, uh, let me give you a little bit of the synopsis for it. It says, uh, "Hell comes to the home front." Iris Gentry thought the worst was over. A veteran of the Iraq War, he returned home shaken, psychologically scarred, but uh, with body and spirit intact. A dry county in rural Kentucky, however, is an easy place to make a living. Uh, to provide for his loved ones, he's fallen back on old the old family tradition. Breaking the local liquor laws isn't what's keeping Iris awake at night, though. Something very bad happened in Iraq. Something that not even the strongest white lightning can erase from his memory. As soldiers, Iris and his squad sowed the wind... Now the whirlwind has come for them. And as always, the innocent and guilty alike will suffer in the reaping. A terrifying tale of crime, combat, and the evils they unleash. The Dark and Bloody collects the six-issue Vertigo miniseries by acclaimed creators Sean Aldridge and Scott Godlewski. Oh yeah, that pretty much tells you the story. And it is it is uh, one of these... Uh, Postmodern <laughs> horror stories that are more grounded in in recent or more recent history, uh, using the the mm-hmm. Iraq War as the backstory. You know, I have seen a couple of these type of stories. I don't know, Joe. Have you seen any of that happen? Like something more on the nine eleven post nine eleven uh, motif. I think the last one I saw was, um. A stir of echoes, was it two or three? I don't know how many stir of echoes there are. I think it might have been. But two. one of the stir of echoes movies is about that, mm-hmm. where the guy comes home from war, and then he accidentally made his son racist, and so the ghosts of the Iraqis they killed start haunting them. 
Yeah. That that that's kind of what this is. Um, but it, it's a little different and a little, I want to say unique, except that I don't know those myths uh, and as much. I know there's things with genies, how they're the the bad spirits, you know, the jinns. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually saw a story like that with the jinns. Um, in True Blood, they did a, a little side plot with uh you know veterans coming back and and getting retribution from a djinn because you know they were a little trigger happy and they got cursed by somebody in the village and that's that's exactly how this is only it's not a djinn it's this weird uh i guess what i to give you some back backstory on this um iris the main character gentry he um he's forced to kill innocents in Iraq and they kill a mother and daughter and the daughter like they, when they actually show that scene it's very heart wrenching because you see the the little girl just having death come to her for no real reason and she's bleeding out crying to her mom trying to touch her in those last moments of breath. And the mom just tells her, uh, I'm sorry, but you, <laughs> I'm going to have to do this. And right when she does that, her mouth opens up and a crow comes out and then walks over and then crawls into the little girl's mouth. And then mm. the little girl goes, grows up and now she's befriended Iris's son in the woods. And she's just hanging out in the woods and, and you know, the kid's like, oh, you know, my new friend, Aya, and all. she's here. Her parents died, so she's here visiting her grandmother or something, staying with her grandmother. And then, you know, around issue four, uh, Iris realizes that she's from that place. They had already, the, this weird bird creature kind of reminds me of, like, Mothman kills these two uh, customers of Iris. Iris sells moonshine, and... But they come back to life. They're reanimated, controlled by the the crow, and they try to kill him. And he defends himself, but there's no bodies anymore, so they can't arrest him. It, it becomes a whole legal thing with the cop. But you know, he's also suffering from PTSD and stuff. And yeah, it just goes like that. Unfortunately, I didn't get to finish this before today's show, but I did get to issue four, which is pretty much. Towards then, I mean, a lot can happen in the last uh, two issues, but but it got once the the once the the Iris made the connection that his son is has been talking to Aya from Iraq. It, it's it's really revving up, and uh, the art in it is is really good. I I love the cover. The cover is what what saw, drew me in. Um, let me see if I can put that in chat here but i did oh you did okay cool um oh yeah there's the right now yeah yeah so yeah the, that that's the opening of the first and it's i mean just from the beginning you see a little boy throwing a bunch of puppies in the river and that was jarring to me but the art is done so well that it's like uh, it's so clear in my mind and you know usually art uh horror like if you're watching horror media whether it's tv shows or um 
what is it like movies even comics like they tend to look a little darker and this this kind of plays on that dc where everything's kind of looking more clean more superhero-y i know i have complaints about swamp thing being like that and, and constantine being like that and then here it's kind of like that and i didn't mind it like showing me everything made me feel more uh not scared but it it, it really like i'm with there with the character you know what i mean uh-huh. And uh I know there's other movies where they're not afraid to show you the the threat and it shit happens in plain daylight and I I like those too. But that this book has that throughout and yeah, that op- those opening three pages I was like, whoa, like he just he's over here talking about killing puppies. <laughs> like and usually when they do that in comics, I know it's one of these things like that that's how they they telegraph that the person's a bad person, you know? And uh mm-hmm. it, it's not here when you actually read it like he yeah, he's doing what they tell you the bad people do <laughs> in comics, but he's not bad, you know? And and this circumstance and it it just has a uh one of these things where it's just yeah it's his circumstances like his dad made him kill the puppies and then his commanding officer made him kill those people and but ultimately he did it and that's one of the things they get into there's a a a town kook as they call him in the book and he's like the mystic old uh you know the elder that nobody really trusts but he can see what's going on and he can help he's the 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 wisdom guy and and I I like that aspect of his mysticism, and I, it made me actually. It, I think I might actually finally write a comic book because I'm like, you know, I want to hear the kook story. Like, what has he seen that he can like see it, um, coming without it, like just by the wind and, and things like that. Like, how much has he seen? It made me curious, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna write dark and bloody fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. It's a book nobody heard about, but it's going to be fan fiction. I think it's original and maybe I'll get a movie deal out of it. Yeah. Um, but right. <laughs> it, it's just like, yeah, it really kind of made me, I want to hear part of it is cause, uh, you know, my grandfather, my mom's dad was that kook in the town that everybody's like, Oh, that's that guy. Um, but he, uh, he was the healer too. Like people had illnesses. He, he took care of that. And, uh, so it's I kind of that that character kind of like I I'm not identified with him but stuck out to me and I want to see more. But he basically tells him he he drugs Iris and says like I got to see why this thing's here. So he does like they do a, a spirit quest together kind of and he basically goes in his mind and sees what he did and yeah, it, it's it's at the end of that little spirit quest, Iris is like, but I didn't, you saw, I didn't do it. Like, I didn't want to do it. I, you know, it wasn't me. It, I was forced. And then uh, he says, look, this thing doesn't care what you think or believe. It knows it's you and it knows it's your boys and it knows it's your commanding officer and it's here to claim it. <laughs> like, and, and he just tells him, I got to know what you did, even though if you don't want to tell me, I'm going to find out because I need to know what it wants and how to stop it. And I, I, since I didn't get to finish it, I don't, I haven't, like, I'm excited to see <laughs> how it's going to play out from that point forward, you know? 
Um, on, the, uh-huh. on the line, we have uh, Larry, ladies and gentlemen. Larry is here. And I'm praying to whatever deity will listen to me that he finished this book or at least read it to issue four. Uh, I, I Look, I did finish it. I'm surprised oh. you didn't finish yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I, I got caught up. I was listening to K.K. Slider songs and, and watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, you know, I wasn't planning on necessarily reading the whole thing, but it was very compelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I look, unfo- I, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I had a delay in getting here, so I apologize. I, I don't know, like, what you've already said about it or what you, you know, what you have or haven't already said. But, man, like, this was something else. Yeah, it it. it... It is. I, I'm, and it, I found it by like just looking. Like, what have I not heard of? So I just instead of like searching for things on Comicsology or whatever, I just type in a random word and see what comes up, and then see like, oh, this is new, you know. And that's mm-hmm. that's how this came up. When I was looking for the dark, I just put dark, and then a bunch of things would come up, and then. Everything that would come up that seemed interesting, I just opened it in the new tab. And then mm-hmm. I'll get to it, you know? But this one was like, there's other things. Like, there's um, there's another book called Hansi, The Girl Who Loved Hitler that I want to review and read. I haven't read yet, but I'm like, that's a crazy book, you know? And that came up when I put dark, but there's no dark in the title, but that came up. So it's got to be for a reason, <laughs> yeah? Mm-hmm. And then this came up, but the cover... When I saw that cover of the first issue, I was like, uh, "I gotta, I gotta read this." Yeah, and, and I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so Larry, you, so you read it. Like, what was your your impressions? Like, just opening. We I talked about these first pages where he's killing the puppies. Yeah. Like, how did that? And make I mean, you I thought feel? it was a great opening, and you know, the writing is is super solid. Uh, the art, of course, is as well. And, you know, I just, um, you know, just him, like, basically talking about the lessons of his father and what this meant, it like, what the action that he was doing actually meant. Uh, it really set the tone for the whole book. And, you know, and it, it's great because that first issue actually carries that analogy kind of throughout the the entire, like, like, all the events of issue one. Yeah. And you know, I think the where this book really, really wins is is through its pacing. Like it, it has great pacing, and it kind of like you know, it gives you just enough from issue to issue for you to you know want to be want or to want more. Like you know, like it. it I I won't say that each the each issue doesn't necessarily end with something like huge that you're like, oh man, I gotta like make sure I buy the next issue, but just the way that it's more than enough to be like, well, I just need to see where we go next. You know, just, it's almost, it's it's almost the opposite. It's almost like, instead of giving you something at the end to be like, this is what's happening. And it's like, you're going to have to see what, where, what direction this goes in. It's more like, it doesn't give you, it doesn't set a stage for an event and you were like, Oh, I got to see how it turns out. It's more like, I'm not exactly sure where we go from here, but I'm, I'm intrigued. 
Nice. Yeah, man. It's 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 crazy. It's it's definitely a dark thing. <laughs> dark dark and bloody. <laughs> How'd you feel about the art in relation to the tone of this book? I I personally liked it. I mean, I felt like you know, I will say that with it being a vertigo book and the subject matter, it would not have surprised me if it was like a grittier kind of look, but I, I like that it wasn't. Like I like that it's it still has a certain amount of grit to it, but it's definitely not like, you know, I mean, like some books almost have like a grainy kind of feel to them or a book like this sometimes would normally have that kind of grainy kind of feel to it. This feels like it has a little bit of polish to it along with the, the grit, you know, and I, I personally liked it because it like not not only did it um, like the art and the character design was like really, really pretty. But when you get to the point where you kind of have like some of the like body dysmorphic kind of stuff happening, I feel like it, it stands out more because everybody else looks so like clean and streamlined, you know? Yeah. And I, I kind of said, said something similar earlier where I, I, I like my vertical books a little grittier, a little darker, the lighting. And, but here, the fact that it shows you everything and that even that, that terror, that horror, that menace is in plain mm -hmm. sight. Yeah, like it goes with it, and there's certain there's a couple movies like I know, uh, Larry. I I think you should watch this too. Is um, Insidious the first Insidious? Oh, I can't. And it they show you the demon that's trying to get in this boy's body in plain daylight, <laughs> like it's yeah. not obscured. Like yeah, it is kind of, you know, um, it is a fast like blink and you'll miss it thing. But if you don't blink, you'll be terrified in broad daylight in three in the afternoon. Like, I jumped, yeah? And, like, they'll do things like, well, they'll just have a kid dancing in front of the record player, and it's scary as fuck, but you see it clear as day because it happens at two in the afternoon in, in the movie. Right. You know? Um, <clears throat> Honestly, if he's going to watch one, he has to watch part two also. Yeah. Because they connect so well, like yeah, you want you want lore in your horror movies. This does it. Like this will definitely. The story is very finely crafted, yeah. And the characters, like when you watch both of them together, and you see like everything they're trying to do, it's like it's actually pretty amazing. Like it's an excellent horror movie. Yeah, it, it like to me. I know I actually had a conversation with Tedekin when it came out where because it was around the time where these movies that were coming where they prey on kids were coming out like uh, Sinister and, and all these. And and Sinister had it, its thing. It had its merits. I, I didn't particularly get into it, but Insidious to me was like a modern horror masterpiece at the like instantly. And then when the second one came out, I know some people were a little uh, judgmental about how it played out. But ultimately, like the two movies together are like a masterpiece, and it's it's a it's a testament to the dudes that did you know the James Wan and and Le Winnell, like the the and Bloom, you know, 
Like they're they these dudes that made you know Swamp Thing good and and Saw and and you know what was the other one the the upgrade like that's all you see that craft uh, across their work and you see it like the beginnings of it in your insidiouses your saws and your death sentences you know mm. now Derek in chat says insidious shows a family run over by a lawnmower I believe he's thinking of sinister yeah the whole family gets run over by a lawnmower Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> and I know Bo didn't get into it, but the Sinister lore yeah. is actually pretty good. And if you watch both of those, it's interesting because you get to see the possession from both sides. Yeah. So, like, the first oh, oh. beat is from the parent perspective, watching as the kid is being possessed, and Sinister 2 is from the kid's perspective of him actually going through the process of being possessed. And, uh, yeah, like, it's really good. Like, again, it's got the lore. Um, but one of the things about uh, before someone gets hurt, like, I know you're not a fan of, like, real horror and gore and... Before someone gets hurt is it's not very gory and it's not like, well, okay, on the scale, the, the scares are relatively tame compared to like an insidious. Like I would, I would not want to start you off with insidious or sinister because like you're not really into that. But I feel like Before Someone Gets Hurt is, like, the most horror-ish movie that we've given you since we started doing the whole Horror Wednesday. Mm. So, yeah, if you, if you go to watch Insidious, it, it's an amazing movie. Um, it might be too much for you. Like, yeah, I think, I think so. Like, but, I would definitely like, want to ramp not be able to sleep. Like, yeah, like, I think we should build up, like, eventually, yes, you will be able to watch Insidious, but we should take maybe smaller steps. And uh, to reiterate Joe's point about Sinister, like like I said, I didn't get it, that into it, but I, hearing what happened in 2 and the ideas that the creator has, because he's, he's actually been in the news recently talking about Sinister lore, and I didn't even read it, but... I do know that the lore in it is kind of what separates Sinister and Insidious 2, for that matter, from just your run-of-the-mill, like, f- bad, hokey horror movies. Everybody likes to have fun with horror movies, talking about they're bad, or, or you know, slasher movies. But when they actually, like, set out to make good movies that happen to be horror, it's a great experience. And, and I wish Larry could, could experience those. <laughs> right. But yeah, this this book was like it 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 was a great read, and it definitely it's horror because there are definitely some creepy like like I can see the moments how creepy they could be in another 
medium. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the same time, though, it's I, I think you're right, Mo. Like it's not like it, it it doesn't. It's not trying to like. It's not a jump scare kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's just more the situation. Yeah, it's the ambiance, the the tone, the like. It, it kind of mirrors his PTSD, where he's constantly in the state of terror <laughs> and fear and def- defense. You know, and yeah. the art kind of mirrors that, and it does it just so well like even when you look at um you know even when you even before but you kind of you kind of go back and, and do it i know i did is when you realize that aya is the crow creature thing mm-hmm. um the look on her face when she's talking to the boy is like creepy and in a movie like that would just be you know 30 seconds of her talking to him in that way and it just adds the to the 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 impending doom, you know, and and I fucking love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great book. I would definitely suggest people give it a read, especially if you like, you know. I mean, I guess horror comics. Heck, the uh, heck says, dude, it's amazing. The word of the J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I oh go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, th- I would give this book a five out of five. I haven't even finished it, and uh, <laughs> it's already got the five and a five. I can't see it, even with a bad ending or an unsatisfying ending. Like, I don't think, like, from what I've read so far, it's a five out of five. I don't with what the foundation they lay they laid. I don't see them having a, a dissatisfying ending. Yeah, I think I think you'll be happy. Cool. Yeah, it's a really well crafted book. I I think I'd give it a five as well. Wow. Right. Look, we're turning Larry no, into it, the horror it, guy. Say that again, Joe. The trade is the whole story. It's not like a volume one. Yeah, no, it was a, a six issue miniseries. So the trade is it's its own thing. Okay. Yeah. And I know like. Neat. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's neat. Oh, yeah. I, I know, like, on Trade Paperback Thursday, I try to get a full trade paperback with, like, the add-ons and review the package, the whole package, as, like, you know, just what they give you in the collected edition. Um, but that's not the case here because I just got the each individual issue. Um, but I, I'd still give it a 5 out of 5, even if it didn't have alternate covers or... Or a script in the back, or a little blurb about why. I know, like when I read Severed, like hearing, seeing like the 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 afterword by Scott Snyder, and thinking about how he came up with this story and, and him explaining some of that, and the same for witches too, like adds to the actual story. Like you, when you read it a second time around, having read the the afterword, you're like, wow, this story is even better, and. uh I didn't get that here because, you know, pandemic issues. But yeah, but it, it's the story as a whole, the 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 pacing, the beats, the art, like everything is just done well and and I think that part of that comes from the creativity of the people that created this and brought this to you, but it's also the fact that they knew where the ending was, you know? 
Yeah. Now, Joe, based on what you heard, do you give it a five as well? <laughs> um, based on what I heard, I think I would give it a four. Cool. Like, I really would have to see more. And, you know, war horror, it's tricky. Like, I've seen a few war horror movies. And, you know, some of them get it right. And some of them do not. And I think part of that might be just the way it hits me. So, everything you said sounds cool. And... I definitely think I might end up checking this out post post uh, post pandemic. Yeah. Versus war horror, he said horror. <laughs> the word of the J. That might be the title of this episode. The word of the J. <laughs> Um. Oh yeah, let's. Uh, Larry, is there anything else you would like to talk about before we do news? Anything that sticks out to you? I know. Um, no, no, I think I'm good. You haven't read nothing you would like I to review? Or? Um. I mean, not not to talk about as of yet. No. Okay. I do. Oh yeah. Oh, there you go. Let's do it. Something. Uh, because um, basically, you know, we talked about the first issue of Crowded, and I'm finally in a position to do something about it. And so I didn't buy the trade because there's only one trade available. So I bought the individual issues, and the first arc is the first six issues, which is the LA arc. And I finished that, and it's really good. And it's not so much about what's happening. I mean, that's, like, maybe half of it, but it's the characters. Like, they are really interesting to read throughout all these, like, crazy situations. Like, at one point, they have a kill streamer after them, and he comes up with this, like, ridiculous trap to try and kill them. And just seeing it fail is kind of amazing, but seeing the reactions through it all is just really great. Like, I'm I'm so glad I randomly found that first issue uh, because this is ending up like to be really good. Uh, the characters, the art, the situation, the world. Like, I'm loving it so far, and. Uh, what I've read, like, right, I've read all of volume one, like, that, uh, the trade is, like, the first six issues, and I'm, I'm a little bit past that, but, yeah, if I was to say, like, I could definitely, I don't know what extras the actual trade has, but based on the individual issues, volume one of Crowded is 100%, uh, worth getting, like, it's really fun. The characters are great. And uh, honestly, not only are the characters great, but they're really well written. Like, I like listening to them speak because they each, the book, 
the main characters have like a really great individual voices. Like you just they really paid attention to like the language they use and how they speak. Like it's really interesting. Like these are definitely uh, very distinct characters. So yeah, like I would definitely give Crowded Volume One a five out of five. Like it's worth picking up. And if there's a chance there's extra that that's more than just what we got in the single issues, like uh, yeah, it might be like a little more than a five out of five. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm looking at the the cover. It says it's for Volume One. And I think it might be the same cover for for the individual issue. Um, and I know you mentioned when we reviewed it for the second time with the without the help of Hecht, um, the you, you like the art, and yeah, yeah I I kind of concur with that because I, I like this cover, the cartoony style, but grounded and the proportions right. and. and colors like if that's what it is all around i can i can see myself enjoying that yeah it's it's a great cartoony kind of art style it's the gruesome murder like a little not slapsticky but it doesn't feel like even though it's like a pretty gory book it doesn't feel like one of those like horror gore it's just gore as a result of a lot of people getting killed. Kind of like action. And yeah, like... Oh, got it? Kind of like action-based gore. Right. And yeah, like... It's just a good book. Really good. Fun. Definitely, you should pick it up if you haven't yet. Burr and chat says, Damn, we're reviewing the, the this a third time now. And uh, <laughs> uh, to Burr, I say, what do you mean, we, white man? <laughs> you haven't read it. Actually, I haven't read it either. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm with Burr. Praise be to Burr. Um, I like the logo, too, because now that I'm looking at it, uh, you know, it took me three reviews to, to actually look at the cover and the art. And... <laughs> um, I loved how the O is that like tile, that cell phone tile for an app. Right. Yeah. So eh, look, I'm look, third time's a charm, I'm gonna read it. Yeah, it's good. I think you'll enjoy it. Like yeah. it's kinda like I feel like if someone were like, Hey, I, I've never read comics before, like and I don't really want to get into superhero comics. Like, what should I get? This is definitely, like, the second thing I'm recommending. Yeah, there you have it. Crowded trade paperback. Uh, I'm going to hit this news music real quick. And we're going to get into some news. We should have a like, uh, like current. Uh, <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. So yeah, in the news, uh, 
there's a secret female focused um Marvel movie coming from Sony. Uh the 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 lady that worked on Jessica Jones, the executive producer, they're putting her at the forefront of it. And up until like yesterday there was a secret it was a secret, you didn't know what. But according to CBR, um it's a film based on the female superhero Jackpot. So it's kinda like Spider Man uh spin-off um it says uh it's gonna be part of the spunk the spider-man <laughs> universe of marvel comics or sony pictures universe of marvel comics so it's gonna join uh morbius venom and they're th- part of that whole female thing too in that story yesterday was a madam web one too a madam web movie so what? how do you have a madam web movie I don't know, but if Sony can, if anybody can do it, Sony can. <laughs> and I'm like, Jack, Jackpot, like, Jackpot doesn't do anything, right? Like, she's just strong, right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, here's the thing. If they actually get Dan Slot to like do something in there because he created her um him and phil jimenez so if they actually have him on there he can actually like like if they put him on a consultant like on a morbius or because it's or even venom because he's he's the spider-man dude like he could i see this as a win because he'll get money for shit he created for marvel and he's like, even if it's not Spider-Man he's working on, it's Spider-Man adjacent, which from what we saw in his run, like he's good at Spider-Man adjacent shit. Like as as good as he is with Spider-Man, he wor- he knows and can work with all the people around Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. I mean, I guess I don't know. Just like I'm trying hard to like, think about what would make jackpot someone that you're like we should make a movie about about her yeah and i'm just like i'm not it's not coming to me like i don't know what like i definitely don't see a reason especially since they're not going to use mutant growth hormone um (sighs) you know disney has mutant now (laughs) So yeah, so uh, I don't see it like I don't see it being great, but if if anybody could do it and if they have the wherewithal or if they at least listen to me, um, get that slot to consult on it or even write it. Fuck it. I don't think contractually they'd let them, but who knows? Um, it's just wild because I'm like, okay, well. I guess. I mean, look, Venom, it makes sense to make a movie out of, and Sony barely did that decent. I know it was popular, but it wasn't good. Yeah, but, I mean, if Dan Slott would have consulted on it, it probably would have been better. 
Uh, Derek H says, are they going to just do a Silk movie? Like, Silk would make more sense. Yeah. Like, they could even tie it in to whatever plans they have for Spider-Man moving forward and kind of lay the groundwork, you know? I think Silk would be great. Um, You know, uh, Aranya, Spider-Woman. I don't know if they have Spider-Woman, but, like... I mean, a a spider, like a, 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 a... Spider Woman would be cool, yeah. Like it makes a lot more sense. So I, I think um Yeah, they, they they make a lot more sense. And he says, Where the fuck is my Silver Sable movie? And to that I say, You can't say fuck on all games. <laughs> Silver and black supposedly is still coming. It'll come out with as a double feature with new mutants. <laughs> and the Snyder cut. <laughs> Silver and black. Oh my god. I know someone posted some fan art promoting that movie not too long ago. And it was really good. Oh yeah? Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know, man. Like the sad fact of the matter is I would actually be kind of interested in a Silver Sable movie on its own, on her own. I don't oh, I feel yes. less interested. Huh? What do you say, Jay? So, yeah, Silver Sable is great. She deserves- I was saying Silver Sable is great. She deserves her own movie. Yeah, but not like her and Black Cat together feels like they're like they don't understand either of those characters. Like, it's not like they couldn't happen to have the same agenda at some point, but to make a, or begin a movie that is, you know, just about them, that seems strange. Like, it's, you know, it's kind of like how it would have been like if you just started, like, before you'd made any of the Avengers movies. You just went straight to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, like it makes sense now because of the course of the history of the characters. But if you just start there, you'll be like, why are we doing a movie about them? So, I don't know. I know the game did a, a, a decent job of Sable and Black Cat. And but, you know, they were glued by Parker, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it's tricky to get the two, but I, I can see them making a movie of the two, seeing what we saw in the game, kind of, but they're not going to do that. The thing is, though, you say, why would you start with Captain or with Falcon and Winter Soldier? That's not really the. I don't know. I feel like. Them being together makes sense. Like a lot more than Silver Sable and Black Cat. It it would it would make more sense. I would agree with you on that. But right. I feel but but it's one of those things where like say if if you had had like say like I mean here I guess really when, when you really think about it, it's kinda like, okay, like it makes more or it makes more sense because 
after you have the Captain America movies, you see these characters introduced and how they interact with each other. It, it builds to them getting to that point where that makes sense. But even, I guess what I will say is... Yeah, but that's if, not necessarily a movie. Huh? So building together doesn't necessarily mean it's... Like, just because you don't build, it, it doesn't mean it's not a good movie. Like, I think even without the Avengers and Iron Man and all that, if you put a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier movie it could still be a really good movie. Like, I think those characters can be put in a situation that would carry a movie. Without like, even Captain without America building anything? it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would have said it, said that, you know, I, know. I, I don't think I would feel that but way. Before, hmm? yeah, you wouldn't have, but that's as a comic fan, you're thinking, Well, you have to do Captain America first because they come from him. But as just a general movie, I think you can make a really good, smart action movie with those two characters, and you would be doubtful of it because you're a comic fan, but once you saw it, you would actually like it. That could be so. It's, it's possible. The characters make sense to be together. A lot more than Silver Sable and Black Cat. Yeah, definitely that. In other news, so what else uh, is- Derek posted in chat that Silver and Black has been canceled. Oh, did it? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Disney. I mean, you say it's good, but you hate... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what do I hate, Jay? <laughs> what do I hate? You hate strong female characters. That's not true at all. All I hate are bad stories. I don't even hate bad stories. And I it... just don't want... I don't want to see them. It just so happens that all the strong female characters have bad stories to you. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say that at all. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I didn't where's, say that at all. Where's Heck to say, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this is, it, as we were just saying, like this, this pairing just doesn't make sense. Think of it this way. Did you ever watch Atomic Blonde? Uh, no. See, <laughs> Atomic Blonde is is the feminist yeah. movie uh, that we all have to see to you be like, oh, okay. See, I saw Salt. No, no. What it is is a comic book movie with a strong female protagonist that you didn't see. I saw Wonder Woman, and you do a show that reviews comic book movies, so it's like. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, you're definitely not out there trying to see all the comic book movies, and it just so happens the female <laughs> comic book movies, the star women, are, like, just not a priority for you. Oh, see, I wouldn't say that at all. Burn chat says, wow, I mean, so sexist. 
strong female characters have good stories. Strong female characters can have good stories, Mayor Young. I didn't say that. And he says, uh, that's why Lawrence, Oz, Oz, Oz says, that's why Lawrence hates Stargirl. And Burr <laughs> says, yeah, she's too strong. Need to weaken her down. I mean, Listen. like, did you watch Ghost in the Shell? No, I didn't watch Ghost in the Shell. See? I want a book to. movie with a strong female character. Just not a priority to you. You wanted to, but you just didn't. Uh, Battle Angel Alita, did you see that? I did. I enjoyed Battle okay, Angel. Okay, so one out of three. That's a one out of three? What? <laughs> what? That is a failing grade. Huh? 33% is a failing grade. No, well, listen. he did watch Valentine, although he didn't know that it was a strong female lead. That's true. Like, he saw Valentine, the Dark Avenger, and he's like, wow, that guy sounds cool. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Like, there are plenty of, uh, like, I have no issue with strong female characters. I, I like I I love watching strong female characters fail in in well in well written movies in much of the same way that I like seeing male characters in well written movies. I don't know. That sounds that sounds weak. Burr said Mayor only likes Battle Angel Alita because it took a man to build her. <laughs> She's only strong because of a man. I was going to say that, too, but I'm glad he did. That's funny. Uh, Derek H says, Wonder Woman lost a lot of Lawrence's respect when she took off her skirt and put on pants. <laughs> like in the comic? Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I was put a, a Mickey Mouse Kilroy on, in chat. Uh, Mickey Mouse what? Kilroy. What's that? Kilroy. Uh, uh, you don't know graffiti. Um, in World War One. Oh, they I did, know what you're talking about. Yeah, I got it. So he did a Mickey yeah. Mouse one. Got it. Uh, I'm glad I didn't have to go into a history lesson. In no, no. I like I I I wasn't remembering the Kilroy thing. I thought you were talking about it like it's a piece of technology. No. It's just culturally relevant. Right. So there's a little bit of business news that was released recently concerning uh, Amazon normally does their like big sale Prime Day in July. And they are suspending that or postponing that until September because of the virus and the Everyone's like needing their money for food. But mm, they can do okay. prime sales on fresh. Um, you know, they probably could. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to. Um, I know I, I have prime now thanks to. To the food stamps. They give you a prime when you get food stamps. So, Is that true? Yeah, you get it for five five bucks a month. Wow. Yeah, 
and uh and you can you can buy amazon fresh food with your ebt card oh that's cool yeah so then i wouldn't have to go out they could just bring it to me right with your amazon stuff nice <laughs> Derek Kitchen chat. <laughs> Lawrence's review of birthday was just two words. Where's Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> um, the I, I haven't. I I'm behind on Harley Quinn the cartoon, but apparently they kissed in the cartoon. Really? Yeah. Um, I I read Ivy it. and and Harley. Yeah. And I know um, it was a, a a little bit. It was I read an editorial by Rich Johnson, and on Bleeding Cool, and he's like, "What did DC expect? Because they're kind of not a pushback, but it's confusing uh, how things are going in the comic it, with the cartoon, you know." because they actually went with that and nobody knew like they'll stop the 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 writer and artist of of the harley series saying you can't bring use ivy at all but then in the cartoon they're doing that and he attributed to basically dc never really being good at like the left hand knowing what the right hand's doing you know Mm -hmm. and uh, i was like yeah but no i just wish it wasn't misspelled but yeah now was kite man watching Again, I haven't seen it, but uh, I, I will. We'll maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. And uh, yeah, so I know it's now. I'm sorry, say that again. Like, but they're engaged. Yeah. Like the last episode I saw, they were like looking for a place to hold the wedding. Yeah. Uh, again, I haven't seen it, so I don't know exactly what happened. I know the thumbnail was them kissing, so I assume they did, but I could be wrong. I'm googling Harvey uh-huh. and uh, Harley and Ivy kissing. That's a good power couple name, though. Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, look, there's YouTube videos of them kissing. From Harley Quinn season two. But yeah. I gotta go watch that. Um let's see. Uh the now that we have a uh a, a Snyder cut coming of Justice League, uh Joe Manganilo um is teasing an original end credit scene. So the the credits end credit scene we saw is not the original. So that might be new. Uh, he tweeted, uh, he retweeted Zack Snyder, the, the variety article Zack Snyder will release hashtag release the Snyder cut of justice league on HBO max. And then Joe Manganiello says, uh, the original end credit scene, dot, 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 uh, cross swords emoji bat skull. So I don't know what what it could have been, but yeah. So 
So we'll get a, a, a new end credit scene. I don't know if yeah. they have to reshoot it or not. Uh, and, you know, we talked about Batwoman yesterday, the show, and Ruby Rose leaving. Um, another, there might be a battle for that cowl because Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is throwing her head in the ring to replace Ruby Rose on Batman. And uh, I don't know. I know part of the problem with Ruby Rose was she was under a lot of pressure because she wasn't gay enough. Wasn't gay enough? Yeah. And I'm not sure, but I think the Stephanie Beatrice might not be gay enough either. Is is she gay at all? I think she might be bi. She's bi on the show, which makes it seem like, oh, maybe she is. But I don't know. I, <laughs> like, she does the bi thing so well on it. It like, came naturally. So who knows? Maybe. I don't know. But um, uh, she said on Twitter reads everything about Batwoman. According to her, she reads everything about Batwoman, indicating she's a hardcore fan of the character and she's willing to move to Gotham for the role. Uh, but it, that's the supposition. I know she did the same thing when they were talking about America Chavez. Like She even dressed as her for Twitter. So she's trying to get in in these, these superhero franchises wherever she can. You could say that when it comes to Marvel and DC, she's definitely bi. Curious. <laughs> she she doesn't quite have the right look. Well, it depends if she's going to play the same character. It could be like a new character taking up the mantle. We don't know what the writers are going to do. Yeah. Like, because like we, we discussed yesterday, changing the main character altogether, recasting might need a reworking in terms of what that character is, you know? I mean, I, I guess that's that's true. Like, we don't know for certain. Yeah. I actually do like her in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think she's good. She she has some action scenes. She can probably do it. And uh, I'd like to see her in something else. Personally, I don't know if I'll watch Batwoman, per se, because I, I didn't really enjoy it. But, um, and everything I heard after watching it, I didn't enjoy it. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I know Oz said, uh, "Our well, our Instagram people were fifty-fifty because I put a poll like, do you care? Do you not care? Have you been watching?'" And it was fifty-fifty across the board. Like people are like wishy-washy on it. They don't care. They don't care that much that she's leaving, and half of them aren't even watching. And so I don't know. I I think I think that spells pretty much a, a doom for that show. Like I don't think it's gonna last beyond season two, unless yeah. they really like shake up the writing. Um, I know one of our Facebook group people was like, "Well, the actress is gone, but if the writing keeps the way it's been going, like there's no hope for that show." Like, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, at this uh, point, they can put whatever. Uh, I'm sorry. Say that, Joe. Say it again, Joe. Oscar in chat says, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine chick should go for Montoya. Maybe take on the question. That I mean, that'd be perfect, yeah. but she's never read the question. She's going to tweet. She never, yeah, she's never read the question you said? Today, she's going to tweet, reads everything the question. 
Yeah, she would definitely make a better Montoya. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna reply to her Twitter and tell her you're gonna be Montoya. <laughs> you're, you're gonna tell her like that? You're gonna, yeah. You're gonna be Montoya? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the good luck with that. I don't know what her Twitter is. <laughs> I guess maybe I should wait till after the show, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm over here trying to find. So uh, speaking of comic book movies with strong female leads, the trailer for The Old Guard dropped, which is a movie on Netflix did you that wa- is coming. Huh? Did you read the comic? I did not read The Old Guard. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Wait, I mean, there's a lot of comics I haven't read. Yeah, and they all, the have, they all have strong female leads. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. But it's a comic by by Greg Rucka. And, and you even like Greg Rucka. I know. I've I've never even heard of it. Have you heard of it? Yes. Oh, okay. And uh it's the movie's gonna star Charlize Theron and she's playing an immortal mercenary. And it's basically her and another a group of of, I guess, unkillable mercenaries and them trying to keep their secret that they're unkillable. So I haven't seen the trailer yet, but of course, <laughs> right? Because because I'm a misogynist, I haven't seen the trailer yet. Well, I don't know who you massage or you don't, but I know you're definitely against doing it to women. That's it. Everybody knows I'm against doing it to women. <laughs> I put the cover for the first trade in chat, mm-hmm. and I like this cover. Yeah, the cover is pretty good. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe I'll read it before the movie comes out. But I, I can tell you that um, Greg, Greg Rooka's Lazarus which so happens to be a uh, strong female-centered comic book that I've been championing for years now, uh, is awesome. And so if if this has just a little bit of that Lazarus vibe, that's probably an amazing comic and very well might be an amazing movie as well. Why is Batwoman puckering her lips? That's how she I looks. Think- that's the boss logic. No That's the boss logic rendition of Stephanie Beatrice as Batwoman. And that's just how she looks. Yeah. Now this is not what the costume looks like, right? In the show. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the show. <laughs> I like. I don't feel like it is. Like I know I haven't seen like the latest episodes, but I'm going to say no. Stephanie Beatrice is also really good on Modern Family. By the way. Who is she on Modern Family? She's Sofia Vergara's um, sister. Mm. But you never watched it, so you don't know. I've watched Modern Family. They have strong female leads, so you don't watch it. <laughs> That's why. That's why. 
right, what else do we got? Uh, I think that's all I have. What about you all? NASA may have just confirmed the parallel mirror universe. How did they do that? Uh, a a NASA-backed research project in Antarctica has revealed traces of a possible reverse parallel universe that feels like something out of Star Trek, discovered through a giant balloon carrying a collection of antennas floating high above the ice. Scientists identified high energy signatures emitting from the Earth. Research teams have been attempting to decipher these unconventional neutrino signals for over a decade in one form or another concluding that the particles just can't be explained by our current understanding of physics. So, I told you, we're in the dark dimension now, Larry. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> uh, oh, there's uh, some breaking news here. Uh, Ruby Rose's Batwoman exit is described as not 100% her decision. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is new. Uh, let's see. It says uh, TV Line. I don't. Oh, go ahead. TV Line is reporting that Ruby Rose's decision to leave Batwoman should be viewed less as an individual choice and more of a mutual breakup. It was. Uh, here's a quote. It says it wasn't 100 percent her decision, said a source who was close to the show. It was a breakup. She wasn't happy working on the show. And did that make her fun to work with? No. So everyone decided it would be in the best interest of the show and for all concerned if they parted ways. It just wasn't a good fit. Huh? So that's, Interesting. that's an inside source saying that. Yeah, I mean... She did have to have back surgery because of it. So I would, I mean, if that happened to me, I wouldn't be happy. Like, especially if there's actual things that could be preventing further of that and they're not doing it. I can see myself <laughs> wanting to leave. Uh, Derek Agent Chat says Lawrence hates the old guard because they tried to trick him by having Charlize cut her hair short like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she looks great with short hair. Derek H. also says her agent tried to get her more money from the CW, so you can guess how that went. But yeah. All right, I'm going to play this wrap-up music real quick. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, like, it, like I mean, I, it didn't occur to me that they may not have wanted her either. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, eh, I guess. I mean, they like, wanted I'm sure, her. I, I was certain that, that she asked for more money and they were just like, no. But, yeah. They wanted her at some point. <laughs> so, right, yeah. right. Joe, why don't you give us some final thoughts? Um. So, Noel Stevenson, uh, person who developed Shira for television uh, recently made a statement talking about uh, her inspiration for Horde Prime. Uh, she used uh, like 
real life suicide cult leaders and based him and his personality and his vocabulary on uh, stuff from them. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yes, it sounds. Larry, give us some final thoughts. Mm, I love X Men. <laughs> that sounds like Jay talking in a different timeline. <laughs> uh, for, for the rest of us here at Fantastic Forum, thank you for joining us today. Uh, follow us on social media. Uh, if you caught us and would like to hear the beginning of the show again before we actually publish it you can head over to twitch i'll be streaming the replay of our show uh sometime in the next hour or so so you can catch it up there and then until next time just come back here at allgames.com <laughs>